You know how to hoop for real or you just saying that? No, Uh-oh. I do. But he won't let me hoop. He won't let me play. You got to post an a, a Insta story or something, shooting or something before we invite you, you to, the, to the bubble. Nah, you can't see this work unless you want to see it in person. That's not how this works. What's up, what's up, and welcome to Certified Buckets, the can't-miss NBA podcast where we hit on all things hoops and culture, brought to you by Uninterrupted. I'm your girl, Ashley Nicole Moss, and I am here with my fellas. As usual, I got Christian Winfield and Lethal Shooter with me. Fellas, what is popping? What's up, what's up, Happy Black History Month, fellas. Absolutely. It's a blessing. It's going to be a good month. We got Super Bowl this month. We got All-Star this month. It's, it's, it's gonna be a vibe We're, we're, we're on a block Are we sitting courtside For, for a certified bucket I know you're that's probably not I know you're probably Sitting courtside No no I need to tag along With Ashley Ashley yeah. be she, she be humble With her post though You be seeing her post Like she be all The NBA games Don't be inviting nobody Ash do you go as media Do you go to these games As media Or are you just no, I don't go as me. I just go. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. I'm trying to get like you. You feel me? But listen, Lethal's talking huh? about me like he's not at the embassy training Drake. Like, come uh, on. Nah. That's, <laughs> one, that's one thing. Y'all, you, y'all big time. You go, You got You got the awards, the ceremonies. I'm trying to get to people you at, and I can't get Coming to them. Coming from you know the man I mean? in so, movies and top secret nah, projects that he can't even nah, tell us about. If anybody nah, got to catch man. up, it's Christian. I'm <laughs> telling you right now. Time out. I'm in. I just left San Francisco, and I'm in Phoenix right now, not using none of my own money out of my own pocket. What's up, Ash? <laughs> Talk to me nice. Dom is dancing oh, too. What's man. up? Don't do that. Listen. Don't do that. I'm just kidding. I love you guys. <laughs> Thank you so much for supporting this crazy show of ours. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast wherever you happen to be listening. Get at us on social media at Certified Buckets. No vowels in the word buckets because we're too cool for all that. Like I keep telling y'all. We're on Instagram and Twitter. Make sure you interact with us because you might just hear your comments on the next show all right guys so i'm gonna i'm gonna stir the pot a little bit because i know christian loves when i do that before we get into our show (laughs) really quick you know the all-star selections have come out we know who are our starters we don't know who the reserves are just yet but that's coming at a later date but andrew wiggins is an nba Mm. all-star starter and I know Christian had a lot to say mm. about the potential of that happening. Oh, and man. now the potential is reality. So do you have a problem with the pick? Christian, I'm going to start with you. You know, no. Um, I think one way or the other, he was either going to be named the starter or he was going to, if by some reason Paul George ended up being named the starter and then Paul George can't play, Andrew Wiggins would have been the starter replacement for him. Um, and, and I hadn't come around on the idea of Andrew Wiggins as a starter until I watched him in person uh, in San Francisco a couple of days ago playing against the Nets. And he was just hitting some incredible shots. I mean, contested sidestep threes, blowing by defenders. I mean, he had 17 points in the first half. I'm like, whoa, this, this, this is totally different. This is not the same Andrew Wiggins that played for the Minnesota Timberwolves. I need to delete that idea of who that player was. This new Andrew Wiggins is in more control. He's confident um, and he's making an impact on the floor. Um, congratulations to him. Well-deserved all-star starter. Not even if I didn't vote for him. 
Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. He's, his, his, his body control this year, his, his ability on the floor, he just looks like a totally different player. His defense, he's using his arm length. He's, he's just, he doesn't look like one of those players that was just tall and sloppy. He looks like he understands his body and his mind now. So I'm a huge fan of his as well, and, and congratulations. Hell so yeah. I know there's a lot of conversation about, oh, he took a, star, he took a spot from X player, right? But mm-hmm. with the constructs of the way that the All-Star game is with with the front court and then obviously the back court with the guards. Technically, he didn't. I know a lot of people are upset about the snub of Devin Booker and Chris Paul. Wiggins didn't take their spot under the the constructs of the way that the team or the all-star team at least is. Now, you can look at some of the other names, you know, Paul George, Draymond Green. But then you also have to remember Anthony Davis as well there's been a lot of injuries for those guys. You know, Mm -hmm. Anthony Davis hasn't played that many games, you know, because of sustaining an injury earlier in the season. Draymond is injured now. Paul George is injured. So when you look at the remaining names of healthy players, the one playing the best basketball is Andrew Wiggins. So I don't necessarily understand the outrage from NBA Twitter on Andrew Wiggins' selection as an NBA All-Star. No, especially not as it pertains to the Suns, you know. I didn't vote for any Phoenix Suns players. I told you I voted for Steph Curry and John Morant. And the All-Star game, yes, it's about record, but it's also about excitement. It's about the electrifying players, the players you want to see. Yeah, sure, I want to see Chris Paul play, but I would have rather watched Chris Paul play 10 years ago than right now. Yeah, sure, I want to watch Devin Booker play, but I'd much rather watch John Morant play, even if you want to... You you could make the case that Devin Booker's a better player than John Morant. John Morant's, by all accounts, the more electrifying player. And Steph Curry is Steph Curry. I don't think there was... There was no pathway for a Suns guard to get an all-star starter selection. But they'll be even... They, you can, they'll, they'll come off the bench. It's fine. It's fine. Lethal, how do you feel about it? I think it's the same thing what you were saying, Ash. Like, we need to get out of that that aspect that this person needs to be here and that person needs to be there. That guy has worked his ass off in the summer and he's good. He needs to be a starter. Like, And I think that's what's wrong with the votings. Like, we continue to just vote for some people that it's like, okay, we, we're used to Ashley always being an all-star game starter, so let's make her an all-star game starter. So, I'm, you know what? I'm happy that this, you know, has a lot of media outlets and social media feeling a certain type of way because we need different faces in there. You know what I mean? We need different people who deserve it to be NBA all-star starters. So, like, you know, stop getting out of it. Because some of those people that we love that, that used to be starters, they're not – they're looking like – you know, not regular guys, but they're not, they don't deserve to be starters. So, you know, I'm, I'm happy with this and I'm happy that he's, he, he made the all-star game. So I agree with it a hundred percent. You can make the same case out East. You know, I voted for James Harden as an all-star, but Trey Young got the starter, the starter nod. And like I told you guys, the only reason I, I didn't vote for Trey Young was because the Hawks record was so far below 500 at the time that I voted, but they're rolling now. And Trey Young has been the better player this season than James Harden. The rest of the media and fans seem to agree. So that kind of goes right to your point, Lethal. If, you, if, if you've got a player who, like James Harden in many respects, has been a superstar for a stretch of time, but isn't playing up to the way he used to play, things like what happened in this year's All-Star starter ballot, where, where Trey Young gets the nod over him, that's what's going to happen. Okay, so for this edition of 3 on 5, the trade deadline is approaching February 10th and a lot of teams are very excited or a lot of fan bases are very excited. And let's just say there are a few teams that need to put out the flames in their home. So we're here to declare just how big those fires are using a five alarm fire system. So do you guys know what that 
is? You don't? Okay, cool. Don't worry. I'm going to explain it to you. It's real simple. <laughs> the first alarm is ignore the smoke detector. It's no issue. We go. It's just a little smoke. We'll be all right. Second the alarm. The batteries in that joint. Second alarm. We're going to go ahead and grab some buckets of water because, you know, it's it's kind of a big fire. We can, we can put it out, but it's something we can't manage. The third alarm is evacuate immediately and call the fire department. We got a situation. The fourth alarm. We're going to take it back to grade school. I'm going to need you to stop, drop, and roll because we all burning up in here. <laughs> and the fifth alarm, well, the fifth alarm is you got to start a GoFundMe page because the whole house is now burnt to the ground. All right? Oh, my so, gosh. This is basically a fancy way of a one through five rating system. So, fellas, let's put on our helmets, put on our safety gear, and let's put out some fires. All right? All right, y'all. Check ball. All right, so topic number one, we're going to start in the city of Angels in Los Angeles, where the Crypto.com arena has been burning all season long. But if you ask some Lakers fans, you would think there was no fire at all. There's nothing to worry about. The regular season doesn't matter. As long as they get into the playoffs, they are good to go. But if you ask others, like myself, they'll tell you there's a fire in every room of that house. The team is below 500 and has yet to figure out how to utilize Russell Westbrook and could probably use a piece or two by the deadline. So Christian, which one is it? How big is the fire at the Crypto.com Arena right now as we approach the deadline? I'm going with uh, the second alarm fire. They're grabbing buckets of water. Um, but when when you look at Russell Westbrook, I feel like he found something in that game against the Hornets. Um, 35 points, put the team on his back, um, and they came up just short. They were down a lot. They, they, they almost were able to come back come and get that win. But that was just a real confidence booster for Russell Westbrook and for that team around him. You know, I, I think they're still trying to figure out how these pieces fit. When you look at how Anthony Davis was out and, and just the, the lack of balance on that floor. You know, I'm not ready to press the big red panic button on that trio just yet. Um, maybe that's something that comes in the offseason if this thing fails. But I still think when you have three superstars, if they're healthy, you just have to find the right pieces to plug around them. And I think that's what we're going to see from the Lakers. I told you guys I'm riding with them. I think they're going to. I think we're still going to see the Lakers in the NBA Finals. Now, I know that's an unpopular opinion, but I think they have enough star power. I think when you have Russell Westbrook playing at the level he played against the Hornets, if you can get that Russ, if you can get peak LeBron like you've gotten this season and you get Anthony Davis healthy all year, right, and then you just find the right pieces around them, that's what I think. So I think they're grabbing buckets of water, and those buckets of water are coming at the trade deadline, maybe right after in the buyout market. I'm not worried about the Lakers. Even though their record indicates that you should be, I'm not worried about them. I have belief in LeBron. I believe in Rob Palenka. I think they're going to figure it out. Are you still not worried, though, with all of the other talent that is playing really, really well in the West? This is not a West that's decimated, right? This is not a West that... If you look at last season when we talk about how the pandemic just kind of even the playing field and teams that necessarily wouldn't have been contenders became contenders and you look at the championship, and you look at the conference title games and things like that, you know, this is a different season. You know, teams are playing well and they're doing it consistently. The Warriors are playing great basketball. The Suns are playing great basketball. The Grizzlies are playing great basketball. I know the Jazz have taken a hit, but they're still playing great basketball. The Mavs are able to go ahead and sustain, you know, their flaws and still play great basketball. So, yes, I agree with you that in, you know, 
in overall just generalization, is it a problem? No. I mean, they can sustain it. They can go ahead and, and be able to make something out of nothing. But in the way that the West is unfolding and how those teams are playing, I think it's a little bit more than you got to get some buckets of water and put out the fire. I think they got a situation. Unpopular opinion, sure, a hot take, if you want to call it that, since we're doing uh, a fire segment, sure, a piping hot take. <laughs> hot take. <laughs> um, I, I think they're fine. I think that the Lakers are going to be a team that gets better. I think they're going to peak as you go into the playoffs, provided they stay healthy, because now you're going to hit that buyout market. You're going to add those pieces. When you looked at the beginning of the season, I, Trevor Ariza is not the same Trevor Ariza. Those pieces that they put together for this team, they're, they're veteran role players that are not the same players that they used to be. I think that buyout market is going to be a revelation for them. I think we're going to see them be active around the trade deadline. You're seeing them trying to find trades for THT and Kendrick Nunn, then they're going to find something. Um, and, and I think they're going to be fine. I think they're going to peak at the right time, and I think they're going to take off in the playoffs. I, w- I would probably have the same thing as Chris. Um, but the one thing that is alarming with Ashley is saying that they, they haven't shown any consistency. Um, yes, Russ had a great game against the Hornets. I'm very happy for him because he's a great player. But he's not having enough of those games with all of the key components that are on the floor. Once he figures that out, I think, like you're saying, they do have the potential to go to the finals, but we're almost midway through the season and they haven't figured that out yet. So I'm not going to just evacuate or stop, drop, or start a GoFundMe yet, only because uh, they have LeBron James and Anthony Davis alongside with Russell Westbrook. So I'm with you. I'm going to grab a bucket of water and, and see what happens. But... Um, after All-Star break, you know, if, if stuff continues to go in that direction, you know, I, I guess uh, I guess I'll just I'll look look the same way you did. I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious, man. Well, <laughs> on that note. I mean, the note. thing that sucks is if Ashley says they're going to be bad, uh, we're, they're I probably going to be bad. Say, no, let's stop say, giving Ashley say, all this. On. Okay, no, okay, I won't on. give her any credit. No, no, we're right, no. we're right, we're right. at the top of the season that the Lakers would not be a top three seed. Everyone came at my neck. How are you going to say that? Russell Westbrook. Rondo at the time, mm. uh, Carmelo, LeBron, you don't know anything. And where are they now? I'm just mm. saying. We'll see. I'm Listen, just saying. Give them time. Give them time. They're two games below 500. Okay. Um, but I think they're going to be, they're gonna be all right. Well, we're going to move from the West Coast to the best coast, and that's the East Coast. Because topic number two, we're going to head to our hometown of Brooklyn, where the Nets have been putting out small fires all season long. All right, Kyrie remains a part-time player. Katie is out a few more weeks with a sprained MCL. And now James Harden, you know, there are reports that he may want out of BK and he's now experiencing also on top of that some hamstring tightness. So that hamstring is coming back with a vengeance for him. Christian, I'm going to start with you as someone who's very close to this team. How big of a fire is there in BK right now? Oh, this is one of those things where you just got to, you know, you ever hear a fire, your, your smoke detector in the crib and it, and it just does a little beep and then it, it beeps a couple yeah, times and then you realize, like, oh, beep. they say it's yeah, no beep. You, you ignore <laughs> it. But really and truly, all you got to do is put some new batteries in that thing and plug it back up. The Nets don't need to do anything wholesale. Mm-hmm. They don't need to make any massive changes. They just need to plug some new batteries into their smoke detector. And those batteries are going to come in the form of quality role players. You've already mm-hmm. got Kevin Durant. You've got James Harden. Kyrie Irving is going to be able to play on the road. And who knows what this mandate is going to look like in these months coming up. That's what the Nets are really banking on right now. The Nets are banking on 
some type of change in the mandate uh, in New York City. Whether that actually happens or not remains to be seen. But we're seeing now, look at what Kyrie was able to do against the Warriors team with no James Harden. No James mm. Harden. Kyrie scores 32. They almost win that game. Um so if you ask me, it's just a, a faulty smoke detector that you need to plug some batteries in. What do those batteries look like? They need a, a backup veteran point guard, in my opinion, someone who can play alongside Patty Mills in the backcourt. Because from watching Patty Mills this season, he he's is an guard. incredible spark plug. Right. He's more right. of a Jamal Crawford, not of a Jared yeah. Jack. Right. You need a, you need yeah. more of a Jared Jack type of facilitator next to him. And you see that when teams pressure Patty Mills as he brings the ball up the floor. Right. You just he need that extra shaky. backup point guard. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. But he can shoot that. He can shoot the lights out. Right. <laughs> Other than that, you need another 3 and D wing. You look at what Kessler Edwards has brought to this Nets team. That's a name you're going to start hearing more and more often. Second round pick, locking up, playing incredible defense, shooting 39% from the field, from, from three. And the last thing they're going to need is another big man. LaMarcus Aldridge just went down. He's probably going to be out some time with, the, with his left ankle. He left the uh, chase center on crutches, so you know it was a little bad. Um, but you got to have some type of, of big man down there that can A, patrol the paint, block some shots, and B, grab some rebounds. But those are just batteries that you plug into the the smoke detector because you know the foundation of the crib is Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving. No fire to worry about. I think the Nets are good. But that is great if they're all playing together. And I think we've seen this story before. And we've not only seen it in Brooklyn, we've seen it with a lot of other teams, right? We saw it with the Clippers. It was a great team when it was in the bubble, but they never played together. So it didn't really matter. You know, we're going to Brooklyn and we've seen this last season in some capacity. This team, when they're at their best, this is a great basketball team. But also, they're so top-heavy that one domino falls and the team is drastically affected. Two dominoes fall and the team is basically a bunch of, hate to say it, a bunch of B players. Three dominoes fall and you have a situation. Like, that's what happens when you have a super top-heavy team. When it's good, it's great. But when it's bad, it's bad. And yes, Kyrie Irving part-time is better than Kyrie, Kyrie Irving, no time. But is it really if you don't have home court advantage? And then Kevin Durant, listen, Katie is a hooper. I say this all the time. My opinion, the best basketball player in the world right now. But you can't keep expecting him to hold down the fort for three other, for two other guys. That's not what he signed up for. And that's not what he should have to do with a two-time world champion. He should not have to carry the weight of the entire team Every single game. He should not be on the floor with guys who aren't even good enough to be in the same locker room of him, at him. He shouldn't have to depend on that. And James Harden, you know, that hamstring and the hamstring injuries are just tricky in general. Once you think you're good, they somehow sneak back up on you. And now you're back to the beginning. It's just unfair to constantly put Kevin Durant in a situation where he's got to battle injuries and then come back and play 45 plus minutes a game. And with teams in the East a lot better than they were last season and the season before that, the competition's not going to be a cakewalk for somebody who does not have a complete team. So for me, I got to go ahead and give them a, I'm giving them a three right now. I'm giving a three, a three alarm fire, evacuate immediately and call the fire department. Something's got to give. Katie needs some help because what's there is not going to cut it. That's that's how I, I feel. I'm, I'm, I'm pushing back on that a little bit. Um, James Harden didn't really have a hamstring issue. That was just code from the Nets that we need to rest him. Uh, he had a right hand thing that he was going on, but he's playing. What's this? We're, we're recording this on a Tuesday. He's going to play today uh, against the Suns. The, the Nets are fine, in my opinion. Remember, Kevin Durant took 
eight, seven other players when everybody else went into the COVID protocols and beat a team. He beat a team with eight players on the roster. Then the next game, he's on this nine players available on the Nets, and he beats the 76ers that have Joel Embiid on the floor. But that's now a regular adding, season and, game, though, Christian. Exactly, now, hold on, hold on. Now, now we're talking about playoff seeding. Well, if the Nets are not having a home court advantage, that means Kyrie Irving plays in more games, which is an advantage in my book. I trade that every time. If the Nets end up with a lower than fourth seed, that's a plus in my book because, number one, you're not really getting a home court advantage at Barclays Center. I'm calling the spade a spade. The energy in there, you know what I'm saying? It's better in the playoffs, but it's not really a Chicago or Boston and Milwaukee. It's certainly not a Madison Square Garden. I'll trade that home court advantage for having Kyrie Irving on the floor 10 times out of 10. Um, and the other pieces that we're talking about plugging and picking, I think they're going to address that with the biomarker. And the trades and the trade deadline. So uh, one, one, one along. What one happens along if there's a Leaf? I'm going to ask you this though. But what happens if, let's say, they make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, and now that home court advantage that you need, or rather that player that you need night in and night out, you can only get half the time. What I'm saying is, it's this is all to me. This all sounds like a recipe for disaster. That eventually you can't cheat. You can't cheat the basketball gods. They always come back to claim. What's theirs? And I just feel like the Nets have tried to cheat the system in one way or another, and it constantly comes back and bites them in the ass. Lethal, how do you feel your, about your this? Your Knicks bias is showing, Ashley. They didn't cheat the system. They just stole your stars. It's not Knicks bias because, look, I say all the time, when this team is good, they're a great team. They're one of the best. But when they're bad, and there's a lot of holes in the way this team is constructed, when they're bad, they're extremely bad because they're so top-heavy. But let Lethal be the deciding factor here. Go ahead, Lethal. Go ahead. Well, I think from a training standpoint and, you know, I have coached, it's going to be hard for them to get a chemistry with Kyrie playing just on road games, bro. Like, like it's I'm happy he had all those points against the Warriors, but that, that hurts other people that could have probably got better with him not being on the floor if he's if he's not going to play home games. You know, like it's just you're right. Fifty uh, percent Kyrie is better than no percent. But. Are you guys really getting better chemistry-wise like that? Yeah, I mean, that's that's an interesting question, right? Because it's kind of like you have to reassess what chemistry means because you kind of right. almost have two teams right now. You've got one team where you've got Kyrie that's playing. That's what and I'm then... saying. So when the playoffs come, what's it like? it's like people don't even know what they're doing. Like... That, that, but the, my, I guess my pushback on that would be like, Everybody in the NBA has kind of had players in and out of the rotation because of COVID, right? So everybody's kind of figuring out what these rotations are like. The Nets are no different. You know, they've had players, half the 13 players on the team were in the health and safety protocols. You know what I'm saying? They mm -hmm. played the whole first half of the season without Kyrie. So they kind of know what they've got bro, in that the respect. And now though, you're kind of. I think it's going to be hard for them to get the chemistry they're looking for because you build in the regular season to have good chemistry in the playoffs. Sure. And yes, if I'm the Warriors, I will give up Kyrie having 50 points if we win. Don't look at it as like, oh man, Kyrie killed. He had thirty. Yeah, he killed. But did the people around him learn the system? Not saying that didn't happen, but like, did the chemistry get better as a team when he killed? You get where I'm coming from? Yeah, I think that's what you got the rest of the season to, to do. That's they what have we to figure see. it out. But yeah. then at the same time, they got the trade deadline. If you make a big trade, now you got other players that's coming in. They got to learn, and then you got the buyer. You got free agents that got to learn. Yeah. It's just gonna be that type of season here, man. Then the Nets are going. Like you said, Ashley, this team is constructed to have their three stars on the floor at all times. And if yeah. one of them isn't on the floor, that's a problem. But if they, if all three of them are on the floor for four out of seven games in a series, yeah. and you don't have home court advantage, which gives you those four games. 
I'm rolling with the Nets in those four games because if you've got KD, Kyrie, and James on the floor, I'm not sure who's stopping them. You saw what mm. they did to the Bulls. The Bulls were, Bulls was, were hot shit. Nets mm. came in, Kyrie, KD, James, beat them by 26. You know mm. what I'm saying? So I think it's going to be very difficult for any team. Yes, to, to their championship hopes hinge on being healthy, yes. But I think you could say the same thing. If Chris Paul has a season-ending injury right now, we're not, we're not wishing that on them. But if Chris Paul gets hurt right now and is out for the rest of the season, you can scratch the Suns off, I believe. Right? Yeah. I think there's a lot right. of teams you can say that about. So injuries, you can't just say, well, if the Nets, no, it's well, if anybody, if LeBron goes down for the Lakers, it's done for them too. You know, February 10th is going to be very, very telling. And if nothing happens February 10th, then, you know, at that second half after the All-Star break is also going to be very telling. So we'll wait and see. We're going to go ahead and move on to topic number three, because the Portland Trailblazers are in the middle of a lost season and are probably at the end of an era. And it's a sad end of an era, if you ask me. Trade rumors circulating involve players such as CJ McCollum, Nurkic, and Robert Covington being shipped out of Portland by the deadline. Obviously, Dame still remains sidelined with a rib injury with no timetable to return. Lethal, look, there's obviously a fire in the Pacific Northwest, and it's a big one, but just how bad is it actually? You got to give me the rating first, one through five. Let me explain first before I, before <laughs> I go. Okay. <laughs> we, we, we all agreed on this in the beginning um, when you guys were saying, you know, Dame needs to leave. And this was like, I think like a month ago. So I, <clears throat> the, the start of the GoFundMe, that's kind of a harsh term, but I would have to... Use that as my whatever the the meanest thing we can say. You know, start a GoFundMe for a burnt down house because nothing good has happened there, um, and they need to just start. Unfortunately, from scratch. Like um, I agree with you, Ashley and Chris, when you guys were saying that Dame needs to find a new home. Not saying that Dame needs to quit, but he needs a different environment. You know, something is not right there, and they need to just start from scratch because this team. I watch them. I take notes on them as well, and it's like. The defense, it's like there's no talking, there's no help side. It's on offense, it's just one on one. It's just, it's just nothing good that I'm seeing within that system right now, unless because of a new coach, it'll take time. But with the vets that they have, they shouldn't be this bad. Yeah. So it's a, is it a five for you? It, it's a five for Lethal I, I, for sure. See, she had to over exaggerate again. I, I said the start of GoFundMe. <laughs> is, it, is, it, is it a five with, for you without the GoFundMe? I, you know what? I like that. I'll go five for the for for burnt down house. The starter GoFundMe. That's so harsh. I, I'll do the five alarm. The alarm go fire. Me, okay, we're me. gonna take the GoFundMe out, and it's gonna be an insurance claim. That's what we're gonna do. <laughs> there you go. An we gotta, we gotta get an insurance claim. Here's here's what I'll say. The Trailblazers have oh, been ignoring the smoke detector for years. Yes, yes. They, they, their smoke detectors have been beeping, and they've been thinking that they just need to change. They've been thinking that they need to change the batteries, and it's not batteries. This right. is what happens when you ignore the smoke detector, Portland. Right. You should have traded Damian Lillard a while ago. I and know got, he's he's loyal a to a package. Fault. He yeah. wants to stay there. You should have flipped him once you got to the Western Conference Finals and got swept. You mm-hmm. didn't do that, and this is where you are now. You're not going to get the package that you want in return for Damian Lillard. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, you probably won't, because at this point he's aging. Yes, he can keep playing, but you've, he's out with injury now. CJ McCollum, can you trade your pieces and get stuff back at this point? Yes, but this is a lost season. And if you try to run it back with this roster again, 
again. Next season is going to be a lost season. The, the Trailblazers, unfortunately, you guys have, are, have been delusional for a while. The, the smoke has been building up at the Motor Center for some time, but you've been thinking it's just replacing the batteries. You go, you went and got Robert Covington. You got Norman Powell thinking that those are going to be the pieces mm-hmm. that, that lifted you over the hump. That's not good enough. Unfortunately, it's that time. You guys' crib is burnt down. Your crib is, is where past GoFundMe. It's kind of like, and all my women listening will understand this analogy I'm about to give. It's kind of like when you're in a relationship, right? Here we or go. when you're dating a guy, not even in a relationship yet, and mm-hmm. he gives you all of the signs that he ain't shit. But you're like, mm-hmm. you know oh, what? Man. I can fix this. I can right. fix him. If I, stay, if I stay a little bit longer, I can fix it. <laughs> We're going to be good. And then you look back and you got five years in the books and he's still the same person he was when you met him five years mm-hmm. ago. When someone Girl, shows you who they are, <laughs> believe that's them. Who they and are. that's the same thing, you know, in basketball. This team has shown signs of not working for a very long time. Time, but it was constantly trying to fit a triangle in a circle, a triangle peg in a circle. It just was not going to work. Any way you flipped it, it was not going to work. And unfortunately for Portland, their stubbornness has now prevented their growth that could have been happening for years. Three years. Three years. For years. Because yeah. the signs were there, like you said, Christian, this fire alarm has been beeping. And now you have a young, talented player who basically you got to blow up the entire team around and start mm-hmm. from zero where if you would have listened to the signs and listened to the red flags, if you were seeing the red flags, you could have a young player in a team that could be a contender. You could have a young player in a team or young players in a system that has promise. But now you have young players in a system that you basically got to start from zero. And that's now wasting precious years off of their career and off of their development. It's just, it's a it's a situation. So I'm going with a 5-2. Get that insurance claim. Call up the lawyer because this whole thing is burnt to the ground. <laughs> Dame, would you take Damian Lillard in a trade that included R.J. Barrett? Absolutely not. Absolutely mm. not. I'm not trading a 21-year-old anything for Dame Lillard. Love Dame. Yeah, would love right him now. in New York. But RJ mm, has mm, too mm, much mm. promise. Too much promise in so many different aspects of the game. And also too yeah. much promise as a leader outside of the game that I would never make that move. And no sane person would. Now, if you would have asked me three years ago, that would have been a different conversation. Exactly. And this is why you pull the trigger on these trades, because as players get older, they become more susceptible to injury. Right. Mm. And now we're seeing that now as he's out, um, maybe they're able to get Ben Simmons if you're able to make that deal. But at the same time, you don't even know what type of player you're getting in Ben Simmons. You do mm. know what type of player you're getting, but you, you don't know where his mindset is at right, right. now. So um, let me go ahead and ask you this, Lethal, before we move on. Does Portland sell at the deadline? From what they've been showing us, it looks like a no. I'm going to need you to say it into the mic a little louder for the people in the back. <laughs> for, for, for what they've been showing us, it looks like a no. Like 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 uh, Chris is saying, they just, you say it as well. Like they just, for some reason, they all do respect to those guys. I know those guys. It's just, they, 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 they're sticking with this mob. You know, they, they stick, <laughs> they're, they're stubborn, you know, and they need to, they need to blow it up any way possible. Now, to use Ashley's uh, like a uh, relationship analogy, this is staying in a relationship that you know is not working. Both of y'all know it's not working. This dude has shown me he's not the one. He he needs. There's to better life out there, sis. You don't gotta do this, okay? You don't gotta do this. Get back on oh, Tinder and keep man. on swiping, boo boo. You don't have to do oh, this. Oh no, facts. <laughs> right swipe, poppy. 
<laughs> Moving on to topic number four. A fire can happen when you least expect it. Just ask the Utah Jazz. Starting forward, Joe Ingles went down with a gruesome ACL injury and will be missing the rest of the year, leaving the organization scrambling for ways to remain a contender. It seems like a lot of deja vu for this Utah Jazz franchise. Christian is losing Ingles as big as a fire starter as some are anticipating. Absolutely. It is devastating. Um, Joe Ingles does so much on both sides of the floor for them. And you're already fighting an uphill battle with this roster as it's currently constructed because what puts them over the hump in my mind is you just have a lot of depth in that. That starting five is deep. When you look at Mike Conley, Donovan Mitchell, if, if you've got a healthy Joe Ingles, Bojan Bogdanovich, and Rudy Gobert, that's tough to handle. Joe Ingles goes down. I mean, yes, you can tell Royce O'Neal to step up, but now you're taking Royce O'Neal off the bench. Now who else are you going to have? Um, it's tough. I, I actually, this... This sent me to the to the to the drawing board. I thought that they I think they need to make a trade right now. Um, and I've actually got one drawn up right here. Oh, look at this that. Is what we're what looking at. Perfe- or GM Christian has a you trade for us. Christian, what is a trade you would do right now? This is a trade. This is a trade that fixes the 76ers and fixes the Utah Jazz. So in this trade, the Jazz, the, the 76ers receive Mike Conley. They receive Bojan Bogdanovich. They receive Joe Ingles. They receive Jordan Clarkson. They receive a 2028 first round pick and whatever other picks they want. Right. And obviously, in exchange, the Jazz are going to get Ben Simmons. They're going to get Tobias oh. Harris and they're going to okay. get Furkan Korkmaz. Damn, that don't seem like a bad that's trade. That's a huge, uh, that's a oh. huge black blockbuster trade. But look yeah. what happens. You put you you put Ben Simmons and Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert together. You replace it. And what I did was I looked at some of the stats. Tobias Harris is only averaging one more point than Boyan Bogdanovich, right? Mm. But he's making twenty something odd million more dollars, right? He, and on top of that, he's shooting a lower clip from three. Tobias Harris is shooting what thirty four percent. Boyan is shooting something shoot. above forty. Yeah, Boyan is yeah. shooting above forty percent. So you can swap those guys out, and they'll still have the same impact on their teams. But what mm-hmm. you're doing now is for the Sixers, you're replacing a zero, which is Ben Simmons. You're not getting anything from him. Then you're bringing in Mike Conley, who, I mean, I think Mike Conley could have a impact on the Sixers that's similar to what Chris Paul had on the Phoenix Suns mm-hmm. when you bring in that leadership, that's what they're that missing. IQ. They're missing that, yeah. that the point guard and then spot. You're, you're losing Furkan Korkmaz, but you're getting Jordan Clarkson. I know that the mm-hmm. Jazz are going to hate to lose Jordan Clarkson, but Korkmaz has that kind of erratic, sporadic scoring off the bench that can kind of replace that. And, and now you add Ben Simmons next to Donovan Mitchell and, and I listen, think that's the ben type of Simmons, pairing Ben Simmons should do okay in Utah they're a lot quieter than yeah, Philly fans and exactly as long and, as he stays as long as he stays clear of the pizza he should be alright you know what I mean <laughs> exactly see I had to put my, my my GM cap on what y'all think about that deal I think you did a great job, man. I think it sounds great, but seeing how it looks like, you know, the 76ers want blood and a newborn baby for Ben Simmons, they'll <laughs> they probably turn it down. Stuff. Like, yeah. they it probably sounds, will turn it, it down. It sounds like a great trade, but they seriously want, like, the next LeBron James in exchange yeah. that hasn't, they want the LeBron James that hasn't even been born yet in exchange for Ben Simmons. Like, that seems like the only thing. Daryl Morey, look at me and look at me good. You're not getting Dame Lillard. You're not getting Bradley Beal. You might get uh, Jalen Brown, but is that really going to be the player you need that's going to get you above the hump? Possibly. I don't know. I think this deal right now puts you in, in place to contend this season. You add those players next to Joel Embiid, they might be Joel Embiid hoisting that finals MVP trophy. I'm just saying. And Dur- and Daryl's my guy. You know what I mean? I know Daryl, but... You got to do something, man. Something has to happen. Because sitting that dude for a whole season, you know, we only take the L. So, you know, let that guy go, man. 
All right, so before we go ahead and move on to topic number five, I need a fire rating system from each of you. Lethal, give me your number, one through five. Start a GoFundMe and burn down the house because, you know, Ashley's right. You know, every year, unfortunately, there's an injury that, that stops them from getting to where they deserve and where they should be. So they they don't do a good job of bouncing back from injuries as a team. Um, so I'm going to have to agree with her with that. Like you, you, you're, you're hitting it on the nose where you say somebody could potentially might go down. You know, the one thing you never do, which I love, you never want a player to get hurt, but you do tell, you tell the real. And, and that's exactly what happened a few days ago. One of their best players went down and we're going to have to just see how they adjust. And that's a huge piece that's missing. And that's a huge piece that can hurt them in the playoffs. So I would say just, just start from scratch. Um, it's, it's tough because the Jazz are, are this team that I, I, I put my flag down, right? I said, hey, they're going to the Western Conference Finals and one piece goes down. Yeah. And this is what you said was going to happen, right? They just can't seem to stay healthy. Astrodomus strikes again. Look at that. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I want to use the description from the number three on out of five, which is evacuate immediately and call the fire department, right? They need to evacuate immediately and they need to have some some hooded folks come through and just snatch up Mike Conley and snatch up Bojan and snatch up Joe, Joe Ingles and snatch up Jordan Clarkson and bring back Ben Simmons, Tobias Harris and Furkan Korkmaz. And then you'll see the Jazz in the NBA Finals for sure. All right, so we're going to round out this three-on-five with topic number five. And we've been talking about teams that have been waiting too long to pull the trigger. And I don't think any team fits that narrative more than the Washington Wizards. The team has completely gone off the rails. The fan base is in shambles. They're on Twitter spaces just airing their grievances. And Bradley Beal is always a name that's thrown around at the deadline. But there are also rumors circulating that Spencer Dinwiddie's time in D.C. could be up at any minute. Lethal. How would you rate the fire raging through the DMV right now? You know this place very, very well. Yeah, I do. Those are my guys. Um, I've been to a few games this season to just watch their body language on the bench, um, just watch how they are as a team. And, uh, you know, they were hot in the beginning, but something's off. You could tell the chemistry's off. Um, I saw a few things where people were saying that Dimwitty, the 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 team the the players didn't even want him there so that sounds like something's off so i'm going to have to go with um you know five alarm fire only because they started so hot and they just tanked so fast it wasn't like a gradual tank it's like you can't be winning games by 40 points and lose by one and doing small stuff like that it's it's way more than basketball it's it's locker room it's hanging out with the bowling alley it's it's, it's stuff that we're not seeing that's needed yeah, I mean, look, they were fighting in the locker room and they were swinging, but nobody was connecting. That's that's a problem. Yeah, that happens, though. That <laughs> happens. That's sport. That's sports. Now, so I've you, been don't, in fights. you don't swing and not connect, though. Well, well the locker as room teammates, ain't that big, if, lethal. Don't give well, them that me, me and Chris, me and Chris are teammates. We, we, we we're fighting, but we really don't want to hurt each other. You I know do. what I mean? So <laughs> we know you do, MJ. <laughs> so this we're going to stay out your way. <laughs> but um. <laughs> But yeah, man, so it's just something's just not right, man. It just sucks because I'm from D.C. and, and I know those guys and it's just it, they, they were just bringing such a great buzz to the city. But now it's like that same type thing where how you feel respectfully about the Knicks, where it's like, man, it's the same stuff. So we just want to see a change. It's disappointing, right, because it's so hard in the NBA to to get stars, right? Yeah. And Absolutely. the Wizards drafted the Wizards drafted two of them. You had John Wall, yeah. you had Russell Westbrook. Not Russell Westbrook, you had John Wall, you had Bradley Beal. Right. Yeah. And then even when you traded John Wall, you were able to get Russell Westbrook back and that didn't work. And now you've just got one star 
in a bunch of pieces. It's just been a complete botch job by the Wizards, by their front office, and now you've got a star who kind of like what the Trailblazers did, right? The Trailblazers mm-hmm. held on to Damian Lillard when they maybe should have traded him before, and now they're in this situation. The Wizards are in a similar situation, only they don't even have as many assets as the Trailblazers. At least the Trailblazers mm-hmm. can get back something for Dame, for CJ, for Covington, for all, for, for Nurk if they want to. They got a bunch of pieces they can get stuff back for. The Wizards started the season 10-3, and three, and mm. they've gone 13-23 and 23 since then. Ugh. It's yeah, awful. It's, you know what I'm saying? And, and it's it's tough because now you're looking at this roster. It's like, okay, well, you, you almost have to trade Bradley Beal. But now you look at the other pieces. What are you going to get back? What are you going to get back for Montrez Harrell? What are you going to get back for Contavious Caldwell-Pope? Maybe you can get back. Are you going to build around Kyle Kuzma now? Kyle Kuzma's having a great season, but is that your franchise player? No. You're running the risk of not having a franchise player now because you did not do your work ahead of time. It's unfortunate. This is a six, in my opinion, on the scale of fires. Wow. This is, they, they need mm. to burn the whole block down. The whole block is on mm. fire. Now, this is a forest fire. This well, is a forest mm. fire. That is, it's, it's, it's unfortunate, man. Before we go ahead and close out this segment, you know, I'll just say this and I'll say this quickly is it's unfortunate because Bradley Beal has portrayed or not portrayed has, um, you know, showcased the ultimate loyalty to this franchise. Right. He's never wavered. Like He's never requested a trade. And, you know, when you have that kind of loyalty, you you expect that they do right by you and to do right by a player to surround him with players that can help him win. And they didn't do that. They didn't do their job. So I know that the fan base may be upset with Bradley Beal, but you also have to remember that you haven't had a player of his caliber in a very long time. And he gave you everything he could, but he's only one guy. And with that, in closing, I'll say... Bradley, if you want happiness, come to the land of chopped cheese and quarter waters, Papa. We're waiting for you. <laughs> I, 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 I stamped that. that and I'm not yeah. talking I'm Brooklyn. Saying. I'm talking MSG. Yeah, no, nah, the, the, yeah, the Nets ain't got we no know. room for Bradley Bill. I would love to see that, though. What, Matt, you put RJ and, and Brad. Wait, what, what are you giving up for them, though? You gotta, you're not trading RJ for Bradley Bill, are you? No, but I do think that I can move, you know, Evan Fournier. I can move some pieces. I got some pieces in the chamber. You gonna move Julius Randle, Evan Fournier? If I gotta move Julius Randle to get me Bradley Beal, I'm gonna make that move. So let me know. Let me know. I, I, I get it. I would do the same thing. All right, that does it for three on five. Let's let's get to see what's popping on the timeline. You know what time it is. It's time to scroll down the timeline. It's on the TL. What kind of... Oh, my goodness. Number one, the real MVP, the true MVP, has to go to ASAP Rocky. The legend. I mean... ASAP Rocky is now my spirit animal. He is spirit animal for all men on the in, in the United States. Not even in the United States. This transcends American culture. This is right. worldwide. I mean... I, I, you you got to know what's happened by now. Rihanna is pregnant with ASAP Rocky, and it is just an amazing. It is you know I know some people out there hating, but this is beautiful. Rihanna broke the internet when she posted she did. pictures, and, and she did. I mean certified pregnancy. You feel me? You seen the belly? You seen it all? And there's there's no it's no Photoshop, y'all. They were in Harlem when they took that photo. Lethal Ashley, what were y'all doing when y'all saw that picture? Because it looked like time froze for everybody. And what was your reaction? I was I was surprised, but me, to be honest, I, I don't know how everybody else is. All due respect to Rihanna. I mean, I could care less. You know what I mean? It's just another beautiful, <laughs> another beautiful baby coming into the world. You know, so many oh, babies coming in the world. Oh, that baby's going to be fly, for sure. Yeah, oh, the baby's going to be fly, but I'm not like one of those people like, you know, oh my gosh, Queen Ashley and, and King... 
King Chris just had a kid. Uh, good. You know what I mean? Like, I was just, you know, but I'm a huge fan of Rihanna and a huge fan um, of ASAP Rocky. But, I mean, congratulations. Like, you know, hey, you know, good job. You know what I mean? So it's just, but I'm a huge fan, by the way. It's just, I'm not one of those people that it's like, oh, my gosh, I can't wait to see what the kid looks like. And then uh, that's just not me. You know what I mean? Ashley, where, what were you? Where were you? Were you as excited? Or, I mean, I uh, loved it. I'm a huge Rihanna fan. Shout out to the fellow Beijing girl. So, um, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I was, it was dope. I liked it for a few reasons. One, I love the just chicness and the real New York energy of the maternity shoe. And she didn't even release it. Everyone released it for her. If you look on her Instagram, it's still not even up there. So that's fly. Um, yeah. But two, I liked it from a deeper meaning of it. You know, her and ASAP have been friends for a really long time. And then, you know, they've dated other people and, you know, they've come back together and that friendship turned romantic. And that's always dope to fall in love with you like your homie. That's cool, too. But from a woman's perspective, one thing I love about Rihanna is that she was never on anybody else's timeline. And when you're an ambitious woman... You know, you can feel pressured a lot of the times like to do everything at once because people are like, oh, when is she having a kid? She's 30 something. When is she having a kid? And mm -hmm. as someone who just turned 29, you know, who has a lot of friends who are having babies and things like that, it's dope to see someone. She's going to be 34 in a few weeks and she did it on her time. She accomplished mm -hmm. so much. She's a billionaire. She built an empire, you know, just this ultimate kingdom that belongs to her. And now she feels ready to add to that with a baby. Right. So from that standpoint, I love it because especially as someone, you know, as a woman who's ambitious in her own career and, you know, has so many things that she wants to accomplish before right. she has kids and is constantly getting asked, well, you don't have any kids yet. You're almost 30. Where are your babies? It's dope yeah. to see. It's dope to see that, like, look, like, it's great to have a baby when you're ready and it's great to have one young, but there's also other paths for women to take and you can have a baby when you feel confident in where you are. Right. And I just, um, I love seeing that more examples of that, of a woman who's who handled her business in her 20s and now is ready to kind of settle down and, and be a mom in her mid 30s. I think that's dope. And I think, you know, no, seeing that is, is awesome. That was nice. Uh, you know, you know what I saw on the timeline was some people saying since ASAP and Rihanna have been friends for so long, maybe they made that agreement. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, well, if none of us are married or we, if, none, if neither of us have kids by a certain age, let's just do it with I each other. You know what I'm saying? That's like, not yeah. even funny. I actually do have an agreement like that with one of my guy friends. Who? Break the news, I'm going to tell you. Who's but the I do, future father of your do, children? I do, have that, I do have that agreement with one of my guy friends, yeah. You know you know, she's super She's super cool. It has to be somebody cool. It has to be we, cool. we got Christian Damas coming in. It's someone cool. Um, I, I, I'm coming up blank, Ash. I don't think you got that agreement. I think you for the streets. No, I do. I'm joking. I do. I'm messing with you. <laughs> no, he did not. You. Lethal, you, you better get him. That's right. what a hater <laughs> looks like. That's what a hater Moving looks like. On. I'm not gonna let you. Moving I'm not gonna let you do that to Astrodamus. No, I'm joking. No, you I'm would joking. Not. Moving on to the next thing on the timeline is something that broke my heart to see. Tom Brady officially announced his oh retirement in an Instagram post Tuesday. Officially. And this was after this was <laughs> right. after there, there were reports that he was retiring. He tried to he tried to push it back, like, no, no decision has been made. No, he's retired. Um, number one, shout out to Tom Brady, one of the best to ever Freaking do it. Legend. I grew up a, a huge Peyton Manning fan, so it, it became really difficult for me to cheer for Tom Brady because he just eliminated Peyton so many times. But I mean, him his retirement sparked a conversation on social media about who the GOATs of the goats are, you know what I'm saying? So with that being said, my question to you guys is, who would make up your goat Mount Rushmore? This is across all Ooh. sports, right? So we're talking mm. basketball, football, hockey, boxing, right? Like how do you even, where do you even start? I think we can all agree Jordan's on that list. 
Okay. For sure. You I probably got to go that. Jordan and, and and Brady, right? Those two are yeah, up there. Yeah, Jordan and Brady. Unless you don't have Brady as yeah, as I think Brady's the unanimous yeah, goat, I think right? you got to put no... Jordan and Brady. I think okay. you got to put yeah. Gretzky from a hockey standpoint. Yeah. 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 I think you'd have to put Ali from a yeah. boxing standpoint. I love Mayweather, yeah. but Ali got to go on there. Sorry, For Mayweather. Sure. I would say Tiger Woods, right? You know, that's wow. covering all sport. And then I think if you add another one, which would be baseball. I don't know if we can. I don't know if we can add another, another than Mount well, Rushmore. Saying, Mount if, Rushmore. If, oh, Mount Rushmore, you only get four. Okay, wow. Hold on. Yeah. So it would be yeah, so Michael that's Jordan. It'd be Michael Jordan. It'd be uh, Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Then I got to go be, Serena Williams. Yeah, you got Serena Williams. So then who gets that number four spot? Serena Williams. Let's say... uh, Wait, so who was four? So we had MJ, Serena, Brady, and Ali. Yeah, that would be Mount Rushmore. That's good. I, yeah. I, I'll yeah. stick with that. I, I, could, I could live with that. Yeah. I, I think I, I could live can, with I that. I'm, stick with that I'm, one. I'm looking at some other names on this list. I don't. I don't think any other other. No, names. Don't get me wrong. Like uh, in, in their respective sports, like Gretzky is a god in the hockey world. Tiger, yeah. there's yeah. no one who's ever been we, able to do we what he did. To in, ba- we, we didn't even right. get to Babe Ruth. I don't even. We watch didn't baseball. even get to like baseball. But like, if I had to only pick four, I gotta go MJ basketball. I gotta go Brady football. Gotta go Serena Tennis and Ali Boxing. And I think that's a good Mount Rushmore. Right. I like that Mount Rushmore. That wraps it up for three on five. It's time to fire up the certified hotline and tap in with the legendary Jim Jones. Jim, what's going on, man? How you doing? What's up with you? How y'all feeling? We good, man. We good. We even more. We're blessed just to have you on the show, man. It was, I mean... Let's let's start here, right? We we know that you are one of the biggest Knicks fans out, and you're looking at the team right now. What do you think about the way they've played? And and I guess how would you fix them if you if you put on your GM hat? How would I fix them? Oh man, oh man. <laughs> it's been tough since high school for New York, man. <laughs> I mean, we always thought out good. We have our moments. We have our momentum, but I don't know. We we never could seem to really get it going since. Patrick Ewan missed that layup. Just yeah. Charles Smith missed that layup. It's just terrible, man. But I do. I'm, I'm an avid Knicks fan. I'm not going nowhere. I'm gonna be here till they get it right. Hopefully, um, before I go, we get the championship. Uh, we get to get the ticket, the ticket parade, and all that. But they got some dog of a players, man. I was at a game. I was actually at that game not too long ago, a couple weeks ago, when they had the game winning shot. So they looking good. They look like they can really do some damage. I guess they just gotta lock in and get get more into each other and the team needs a little bit more harmony. I mean, you know how it be when you're playing basketball. No, if the team ain't in sync, it's going to be hard to win the games. But when the team is running to the get running together and it seems like there's no problems, no internal problems, and the energy is up and the karate is there, there's nothing that can stop that. And momentum, momentum is a beast. When you got momentum, there's, there's really nothing that can stop that. So when when Kevin Durant and, and Kyrie Irving came to Brooklyn, you wasn't, you wasn't putting on the Nets hat? Nah, I mean I'm a New York I'm a New York fan by all means, so I root for all the teams. But I'm a real Knicks fan for the New York. Sound like Ash. New York team, I'm a fan of. Listen, I like that energy. That's where you and I share that in common because it's orange and blue over here all day, yeah. every day. Never wavered. She wakes up talking about the Knicks. We gonna sit, we gonna ride till the wheels fall off. Listen, but. You speak about the chemistry of the team and obviously going through a little bit of a rough patch. The team looked good against the Kings, but again, it, it was the Kings. But Julius Randle's been the hot topic, right? It's his body language. It's, you know, his inability or his unwillingness to speak to the media after losses. You know, the thumbs down, the whole debacle that went crazy. How do you feel about Julius Randle and his relationship with the Knicks? And does he need to develop a tougher skin or do the Knicks fans need to kind of cut him a break a little bit? 
I don't know, when we was coming up in the game, they had this thing called artist development, where the artists wouldn't know how to handle any situation when it came to the media and the press. I don't know if they do that in basketball, if they, they need to do some more of that, but maybe just need some more uh, artist development over there for these high-profile players that don't know how to uh, talk to the media, approach the media when it's not going in their favor. What advice would you give him in terms of dealing with the fans? Because listen, New Yorkers, they could be real gully, all right? And everyone knows when it comes to New York sports fans, we love you, we hate you, and all happens in the same game. So what would your advice be to him on how to navigate, you know, the New York fan base? It's a passionate one, but it's also a little bit of a crazy one, too. But that's what people love about us. If you're not from New York, you probably won't understand. But for the most part, you're going to have to get some tough skin and move like a New Yorker. And that's for anybody on the New York team. I mean, it probably can be a bit confusing when you're inside that stadium. It seems like the whole stadium is going against you, but that's just the love and the passion that we have. The whole New York thing, we're very tough when it comes to certain things. No, nah, absolutely. And and they do have classes for players, but you know, oh, me wow. being a tra- yeah, me being a trainer, the one thing I have noticed, you know, some of the players are not saying uh Julius Randle is, but some of the players are a little bit more sensitive coming up now because of how they're being nurtured through grassroots in high school. Cause like when I played in grassroots in high school, shit, my coach, he might man tell me, man, sit the sit the fuck down or you dumb mother. But the thing was, that's the way I was raised in my neighborhood. So like if you play playing basketball outside and you crying or something, the hustlers might be like, man, stop crying, man. Boo, boo, The kids now, and they're being so sheltered, not saying Julius Randle is, but by the time they get to the NBA, when that adversity hits, they don't know how to handle it. So they react in a certain type of way. And I feel like we need to get back to, you know, stop being so sensitive. You know, these players got to understand people going to talk to you. Like, you know, even if somebody on the sideline, of course, what Melo did, I respect that. Shouldn't nobody be calling you no boy. He a grown-ass man. But I feel like if you really on that Kobe, that MJ attitude, imagine what people were saying to MJ when MJ was playing against Detroit. So if you really focus on your game, just like if you focus in the rap game, you might be at a concert doing your thing. Somebody in the front row might not be moving. But if 50,000 other people moving, you ain't worried about that one person. So I feel like, they got to learn, like he's saying, they got these these athletes now have to learn how to have tough skin because if you really want greatness in life, you can't really be caring if the whole arena booing you. That should make you want to get in the gym and work on your game more, or get in the studio and work on, work on your bars more. Not saying Julius need to, but I feel like more athletes today need to start taking criticism better and, and showing it with better action. Yeah, but I mean, listen, you can't also depend on the crowd to motivate you, right? Like right, you can't right. depend on the crowd to get you going. You can't depend right. on the crowd to make you want to work harder, to fix your body language. And somebody who's not afraid of the smoke, RJ right. Barrett, because he faces the media, whether it's a win, a lose, or a tie. There's no ties in basketball, thank God. Right. But how do you feel about RJ? Listen, I'm a big RJ fan. I love the fact that he just continually gets better season to season. He's still so young, but he seems so ready to take the keys and be the leader of the New York Knicks. Are you an RJ Barrett fan? Am I an RJ Barrett fan? Yeah. Um, it's cool. <laughs> I, 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 it's a, it's a little, it's a, uh, the point guard. What, what is this? What, Emmanuel quickly. Quickly, quick, no, quickly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where he's from, but boy, that quickly is a force to be reckoned with. He go off and he score. He put buckets in the basket. Like, boy. Yeah, I call quickly the I call quick the rookie and the vet because he's young, but he moves like he's been in the game for a very long time. I actually on this podcast, I kind of you know 
equated him to Lou Will. He reminds me a lot of Lou Will. It's just that just like a true hooper. He's just a cool dude and it just seems effortless. So I'm a big quick fan too. I like that pick. I like that. But RJ, you got to give RJ yeah, some R- love R- too. RJ is a li- but RJ been there for a minute so his leadership skills always show and he, you know what I mean? Like you a leader, you a leader. That, mm-hmm. You can see that person walks on the court and things like that. You know what I mean? So like I said, I think it's a dynamic and the chemistry above all and shit like that. And if RJ is going to be the team and the team got to let him lead and not have no confliction or, or getting between what he's trying to do for the team. He's a dog on the court and they do got some dogs out there. So I think if they get their chemistry together, we could um, tighten up. It's about to be an all-star half, half of the season. Still time to get back into the playoffs and, and see if we can come out with a championship. My goodness, man. That's real sports talk right there. Facts. <laughs> you, you know, kind of kind of going away from sports real quick. Me and Ash grew up in Brooklyn. And, and if you grew up in Brooklyn, at, at a certain point, there was no no way when the radio comes on that you didn't hear We Fly High. You know what I'm saying? Like, at a certain point, that song, that song was just dominating the radio. Can you just kind of talk to us about how that song came about? Um, shit, it wasn't even We Fly High. It was... Uh, uh, a record I did with um, Franchise Boys um, that I had never used it. Label had my back against the wall to create a single. I ended up taking the Franchise Boys off the record and Ballroom was what we created with it. Yeah, that's crazy. When you say they, they kind of had your back against the wall, what do you mean by that? Like when you got deadlines to make and you don't have a single that everybody's comfortable with and things like that and the mm-hmm. deadlines starting to come upon you then they start putting pressure on you. And that's what I was up against. Pressure, as in, like, like what, what were they gonna say if you don't, if you don't produce a record for us? Then, like, what, what would happen? The well, music industry is sticky. A lot of money tied into dates that you putting records out and things like that. So there's a lot of variables that go into it. So when you put a date on the calendar and the label go behind it, they put a lot of money into making that date. And if you ain't got everything together, that means they got to push the date back and they got to spend more money and they got to speak to the same people about. It's just a whole mess, you know what I mean? Yeah, but, well, I mean, going back to that song real quick, did you expect, like, when you heard it in the studio, once it was finished, did you expect it to kind of blow up the way the way it did? Because it was remixes coming out after that, everything, you know what I'm saying? It felt good. I didn't know it was going to be as big as it was, but it definitely felt felt good enough for the radio, and then it just ended up taking a life of its own. Flex started banging it, straight on, straight on, started doing it during the football games. It just ended up going crazy. Yeah, but I mean, listen, you're an icon in your own right, but you also Absolutely. are from an iconic New York, just overall hip-hop group, Dipset. And Dipset right. has the illest relationship with the New York Knicks. I mean, you right. guys right. did the whole Kith unveiling, and it was Sick. fire. I mean, the right. video did over 2 million views on social media, I think even more than that. How did that relationship, I mean, it's a natural relationship, obviously, but how did that whole, you know, just development happen? And why do you think that when you think New York Knicks, you think Dipset? Mm. Um, We from Harlem. Harlem is mad and we synonymous with the city. Um, Kids from the city playing basketball. Cam been a real basketball player for us coming up when we was younger, like real, like he could have probably went to the NBA if he would stay a little bit focused, but we still end up becoming pros. Um, in and out of the next games throughout the years. Um, Ronnie Kiff said he wanted to do Ronnie Feig said he wanted to do something special. Uh, for Kiff, he had an idea. Um, his idea was renting out the whole garden. He had mm. did, they did the New York Knicks jerseys and some designs for them, and that's how we had actually ended up in the garden. But uh, New York Knicks has always been supportive of diplomats and they always been inviting us to games throughout the year. So we New York babies. Yeah. I, I got to bring it back to Harlem for a second though, because 
I did a feature a couple of months ago in the summertime, 155th, Rucker Park, before, you know, the NBA took over and redid the whole court. <laughs> but, I mean, the energy of Rucker is unmatched. I know there's a lot of other streetball courts out there, but you don't talk about New York basketball without talking about Rucker Park. Would you like to see an NBA game, a mm. true NBA game, Brooklyn Nets, New York Knicks happen at the Rucker? Oh, that would that would be exciting. That would be something different. I could I could definitely I, I would definitely be one to try to get into that basketball game. I'd definitely change the the schedule of what we've seen happen in the NBA. Um, and it's Harlem, legendary basketball court. Some of the greatest basketball players of all time, both NBA and the streets. You know, what I mean, we coined the whole phrase "street tournament" with that rocket tournament. Um, yeah, I think that'll be extremely dope. I think people will go crazy for it. Uh, yeah. how, how much fun was doing that uh, that versus battle with the locks? Um, it was fun. It was a great. It was a great event. Um, I think it's something that won't be duplicated. Um, the energy and everything was there. Um, definitely was a. It was a great. It was a great experience. Um, glad to be a part of it. I know it was like some bucket list shit that happened. Um, mm-hmm. Don't know if ever again, but you know, I'm glad that I, I wasn't be able to be a part of it. I don't think there was a versus that was as culturally significant as that one. I mean, yeah, that, that was different. the epitome uh, yeah. of like New York culture in one yeah. building. I don't think, I mean, even from like the bathrooms of, you know, was it the Hulu Theater now? Like it was just New York energy from top to bottom. Like it was unmatched. And I don't think they'll ever recreate that same level of chaos. Like it was fantastic. Like it was absolutely fantastic. It was was organized chaos. It definitely, it definitely <laughs> was that. Yeah, they definitely were hot boxing. They were hot box in the element. bathrooms. That yeah. thing was New York in every element. Um, it gave me a little bit of a tunnel feel. I don't know if you're old enough to have been in the tunnel, but one of the greatest clubs probably New York has ever ever seen. Um, and it was like all of those elements was in there at the same time. Plus, a lot of my peers were in there that actually know what it was like to be in the tunnel. So it just was. It was dope. It was the most dysfunctional event. With a lot of love that I've been a part of. That's funny as hell. Well, I'm a I'm a man of my word. I remember me and you was talking about shooting together. So uh tomorrow I need you to pull up with me to at the Heat's practice facility, man. I'm a man of my word with me and you spoke about. So I got you. Oh yeah. Tomorrow tomorrow, tomorrow pull up with me. I'm 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 gonna text you when we get off this drone, man. Cause like and, and you the one thing y'all don't know about him, he loves some basketball. Every time I post something, he'd be taking up for me when people talking crazy on my page and he'd be positive, man. I appreciate that, man. So I mean yeah. they people don't really know how much balling. you really love the game. Yeah, I grew up balling. I mean, I yeah. had a bunch of basketball greats around me. I had to get on a call with some of the some of the dopest players in New York City. Um yeah. being and Care was one is my best friend. So, you know, yeah. we, we always we always get on a call and and definitely run a lot of circles, run a lot of cats in New York City, especially in the industry. When we started getting in the industry, a few people talk about basketball, man, can yeah. just scrape everybody up in, in, in the industry. Probably, we probably still can now uh, if you put us on the court. Lethal, you know I live in Miami and you never offered I, to take me no, to the because, Heat Arena and levels, teach me how to shoot. It's, it's no, levels. no, don't do that, Ash. They got me going to go train um, uh, somebody else, but I was telling him he could he should pull up tomorrow uh, so he can come to the facility after I finish training. That's I, crazy. I, 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 yeah, unless you about to get a workout in. He he want to come to get a workout mean? in. I can get buckets. I want to get a workout in. What you mean? I run the point. I'm the point guard. That's what I do. Like. I get, I get there tonight at midnight, so right, I'll be whatever, there tomorrow. Whatever, I'll be there. I'm, I'm, being, I'm being 100% serious. Jim, I get there who's tomorrow. the best hooper slash rapper that you know outside of yourself? You can't name yourself. Mm. <laughs> uh, 
well, the best hooper slash rapper, he's not the R and B player. It would be Chris Brown. Yeah, he good. Oh, I train Chris. Yeah. Chris legit, y'all. Yeah, Chris, Chris is can good. Hoop. Yeah, Chris can. You hoop. know what it is though? He got a, 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 a unorthodox before, body. Before with Quavo, I see Quavo on like Instagram and stuff like that. But yeah. I actually go with Chris Brown. His body different on that call. He go, he go crazy. He good, he man. That's crazy. Yo, am I reading this correctly? You, you, you got a coin, a crypto coin coming out. I'm, I'm, I'm big yeah, in crypto. It's, it's actually out right now. It's called Capital Coin. Um, you could go get it off Uniswap or off of Zap Theory. Um, the the platform, or you could go to the uh, Zap Theory, Zap Theory IG, and they'll show you exactly how to get you some Capital Coin. Um, got a few things going on with it. I call it a community coin, using the social currency to bring my community together. Mm. Um. Any store that it gets taken, you just you can use it for currency, come at a discounted price for the consumer, or uh, a few other utilities with it. Um, still in the beginning stages of it, uh, a bunch of people that's been supporting it, uh, I encourage them to keep that money in, the, in their wallet. Um, and as time goes on, it'll be different things that we start doing it. Because I know for the most part, everybody like a cryptocurrency is a way to cash out and make a lot of money. I'm trying to show people how to cash in and still make a lot of money. Mm. The more by dollar, the, the more the, the more money on top of the dollar. You know what I mean? So, That's a fact. You know, I, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of people, including myself. You know, a lot of people are making a lot of money in crypto. You know what I'm saying? Like, at what point did did you get into it? How did you even discover what crypto was? Oh, I knew crypto was for a long time. For a lot of people that I know that used to be scamming and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Big back in the day. Um, as a recently, like in the two, last two years, um, partly in the well started hitting me to. Everything that be going on with the cryptocurrencies and the NFTs. I actually sold an NFT like a year and a half ago. Probably the first person to ever mention an NFT ever. Oh, wow. like it, it's the, it's Don't let Soldier Boy hear this. Not, I, just, like, <laughs> I guess society, like nobody was really on that wave. It was a techie thing. And I'm setting up selling a picture of my, my chain for like two Ethereum. So I've been in this wow, space for wow. a minute. Honestly. I'm in learning mode. I, I love to learn. I love to acquire knowledge on everything that I like. So you know, that's where I'm at with it. I'm a student. Hell you ever yeah. thought about, um, I've been watching your videos because, I mean, I, you probably don't see my comments because you get so many, but you motivate me by how healthy you are with you, with your body, your pull-ups. And I see you bringing other artists with you to show them, you know, you got to be healthy, uh, most importantly, as a man. Um, you ever thought about having a TV show or something like that? Maybe talking about, you know, like somebody, because you notice every time you post that, all the comments are positive, man. Like, how you doing this? What workout you doing next, man? I think that's to be something you should look into because, like, the workouts you're doing are tough as hell, but you make it look easy. <laughs> um, we got a fit, a fit lit. Well, Vare Fit is my whole fitness thing. I've been doing that for a minute. Um, as of recently, you see me banding together with my brother, South of Fab. Uh, Mayno and Davies, so, um, we're starting a fitness initiative called FitLit. Um, actually going to make it a little bit fun. Um, Turning turn, turn gym into a club. Um, yeah. Make you feel like you actually came to party more than you came to actually work out. Great event. Yeah. Some DJs, some hosts. Maybe yeah. some um, spin class, boot camp workout. Genius. Um, workout. Um, it's a few things. So, you know, be able to, people be able to jump in virtually or hopefully you'll be able to get a ticket to actually come and join us live um, and take it on the road. So look forward to this whole fitness thing you got going on. I love a Shoot, good spin man. class. Keep up the great work. Yeah, man. But Keep up the great listen, work, Listen, before we let you go, we got to congratulate you because we set the trends featuring the Migos. Over 5 million streams so far. That's incredible. <laughs> People don't do numbers like that anymore in this day and age. Like, that's an accomplishment. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think it's a little bit more than that, but I'd say I'd say five. Well, I said over five million so far. I didn't want to lowball get the number it. Right. Know, That's the why we can't have you come to the Heat facility tomorrow. You know, you can't get the numbers right. Right. <laughs> Oh, oh, that's man. why I can't come. All right, that's nah, cool. Nah, that's funny. <laughs> we, know we, got you. we know we got you. Don't do that. Thanks for all the support on that record. It's doing good. Actually, coming like the number two added record this this weekend at Reveals. I'm very excited for for all the support I've been getting. Thank you all. Yeah, keep it up, man. Huge fans, bro, and we respect you. You got anything else in the pipeline that we should be we should be looking out for? Um, got the gym van fit. Like I say, got the fit lit. Got the capital coin. Um, weather report. Uh. Clothing. I got a lot. The freaking weather report is amazing, by the way. Oh, that's I don't. I don't know how you be coming up with this stuff, bro. But you're a trendsetter, man. You're you're like ahead of your time, especially people in your crowd. Like you're not one of those guys that, as you get older, you're trying to stay in the old ways. You know how to set trends so the young crowd can be hip to what you're doing. And I, I just want to say, from somebody that's watching you closely, man, don't change, man. You're you one of a kind for sure, bro. Oh, man, thank you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Man. I appreciate that. I'm, I'm here, man. Anytime you want to speak to me, just holler at me. I'm no, absolutely. More things so we can, we can regroup. Um, hit me about the Miami Heat. If I'm not here, yeah. then we catch up somewhere. No, somewhere for down. sure. Yeah, I'll be there. I'll be there tonight mid at midnight. Right, you know how to hoop for real or you just saying that? No, oh, I do. Oh, but he won't oh, let me hoop. He won't oh, let me play. You got to post an a, a, a Insta story or nah, something shooting or something before we invite you to the You can't see this work. Nah, you can't see this work unless you want to see it in person. That's not you, how this works. You want to pull up to the uh, private Miami Heat workout tomorrow and we don't even know if you can shoot a free throw. Get a lethal. We ain't Get doing no, we ain't giving out no freebies on this work that I do on the court. Get out of here. Let's go, Lito. <laughs> oh, man. Yo, Jim, thank you so much, man. Thank you, man. Y'all enjoy your day, man. I'll see y'all soon. Appreciate y'all. All, All right, right brother. Take it easy, man. All right. Before we end the show, it's time for my segment. And you know what they say. People will forget what you said. People will forget what you did. But people will never forget... How you get buckets? Well, me, oh, that, was hey, Josh that wasn't bad. That was Josh is on a roll. Uh, that wasn't Josh, bad. You, uh, we got we got to talk, brother. Good. We got to talk after good. this. Shout out to Maya Angelou. I mean, they changed up a few things, but shout out to the to the legend. Um, she's definitely an inspiration to all of us. Verified with our stamp of approval, it's the certified bucket of the week. I have to tell you guys, I'm very impressed because today today's NBA isn't based on. Big men. It's based on guards. So you notice they're giving guards insane contracts. Um, the big man is starting to get like it's starting to become like the dinosaur in the NBA. So I want to give my certified bucket to Joel Embiid because he's starting to reverse that narrative that you can play through the big man. You can bring the ball down to go in the post and give the big man the ball and play through the big man. And me, myself, is, you know, I'm a shooting coach. I love teaching the art of shooting, which, I, which I've already told you guys before. But I would love to see the NBA go back to sometimes throwing the ball in the post so the big man can be um, just inside of the offense and not just coming down slinging um, three-point shots. So Joel Embiid, keep up the great work. I'm a huge fan. Um, Drew Hanlon, you're doing a great job with him. Um, he has he had 36 points against the Kings on Saturday, 26 points against the Lakers, 42 points against the Pelicans on Tuesday, and he was the Eastern Conference Player of the Week 
And um, I, I, and I'm just excited to see what the future holds for this guy because he's already, to me, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, I think he's already in the talks of being in the category until he wins some championships, of course, but skill-wise, being in the category with like, you know, a Wilt and a Kareem, just on skill-wise, it's just he adds that three-point jump shot to his game. Hell yeah. You know, when yeah. I think of Joel Embiid and just the dominance that he brings to that floor, I think yeah. of Shaq. You know, yeah. like, and Shaq wasn't shooting threes the way Joel Embiid no. was, not even shooting free throws the way Joel Embiid does. So, you right. know, I, I completely 100% agree with you on him. I mean, when you think about the pieces, when you think about the Sixers not having Ben Simmons and still right. being in the mix for that number one seed in the East, you look at Joel Embiid and you're like, nah, that guy, he's the guy. So, uh, yeah, 100% right with what you're saying about him. And I think, I mean, what Embiid's doing in the absence of Ben Simmons, I mean, it's easy for that team to fall apart. You can say a lot yeah. about Ben Simmons and, and his lack of desire to play offense and when it counts right or at all right but he's right. still an intricate part of the team and the team does miss him you know in, in right. one way shape or form so for Embiid really to just continue to hold down the fort and just to continue to like keep his foot on everyone's neck keep his foot on the gas and not let right. the 76ers team fall because of the absence of Simmons I think you just got to go ahead and um you know applaud that and I actually find it offensive in the recent you know standings or the MVP ladder how low he actually is I think he's fifth or like six or something like that he's Crazy. not even the top three which is absolutely asinine to me not only from a number standpoint but if anybody is the MVP of their team it's the person who's missing an intricate part of the team and this team is still a playoff team. He's still producing night in and night out. I mean, that game against the Grizzlies was incredible. It was one of the craziest right. endings I've ever seen. It was a good game. It was that a was great a game. game. But yeah. you also have to not ignore the fact that the 76ers are dealing with a lot behind the scenes and that can make any team falter and crumble, you know, from the inside out or from the outside in or however you want to do it. And they're not. And that a lot of that is credit to Joel Embiid. So shout out to him. Absolutely. Keep up, keep up the great work, Joel, and stay locked in, man. And off the court, too. I mean, he's one of the funniest people I know. That yeah. man, he is, he is quotable. Just he like seems that. funny. Uh, he seems funny. Yeah. Who's your yeah. certified I, bucket, Christian? You know, you know, I was really trying to figure out who I wanted to go with this week. Um, but I, I find it hard to pick anyone other than, than Jordan Poole. You know, for the Warriors, especially when you've got a guy like Steph who's able to do what he does and you have that absence of Klay Thompson, uh, Jordan Poole not only stepped up while he was out, but also in a game where Clay is back, he's still providing additional scoring off the bench. I mean, I watched him play in San Francisco when the Nets played the Warriors, and it just seemed like he was hitting tough shot after tough shot, and there's no lack of confidence in any of those shots. You know, he kind of reminds me a little bit of Jordan Clarkson, but a little bit more in control, um, and, and I just love his game. And you just look at this role he's going on. He had back-to-back 20-point -back games. He had 20 against the Rockets, 20 against the Jazz, and he had 17 against the Mavericks, 19 against the Timberwolves, another 17 in a win against the Nets uh, and he finally cooled off against the Rockets but when you just look at this this Warriors team and how much talent they have you know you can kind of expect them to, to lean on Steph to lean on Clay, to, to lean on Wiggins who's played amazing this season and to have Jordan Poole in that mix and playing well as well I mean I, I, what do you do about that if you're, if you're playing against the Warriors and, and Steph comes out the game and Jordan Poole comes in now Jordan Poole is lighting you up and then Steph comes in for Jordan it's like they, they just have so many different weapons and he's one of them so I want to give him his flowers for sure 
Yeah, I absolutely love his confidence too. Uh, a few days ago too, I, I went to a Warriors game and I, like you're saying, I'm watching him and even if he's missing out, he has the swag of a Steph. He has the swag yeah. of a Clay, and he's not even putting his head. You would think he's been doing this for years in the NBA and I think you, you, you picked a really good one because he's starting to look real different out there for sure. I just want to say that that's another thing that Astrodomus was right about was oh the Golden God. State Warriors oh my goodness. and the success that that team was going to have. I'm, I'm not going to go ahead and, and rub it in but I'm just letting oh y'all know gosh. you can add Jeez that Louise. to the tally. Oh, she she has she has that book from Back to the Future. You remember that book with sports and stuff? <laughs> <laughs> nah, you Seriously. can go you can go ahead and add that to the tally. Oh, but look, oh my um, I'm gonna switch gears a little bit here, or switch sports rather, because my okay. certified bucket of the week is not a basketball player, but it's my guy Joey Burr out of Cincinnati. <laughs> because listen here. This guy is the real deal. And if you ever doubted Joe Burrow, I hope you have some respect for the man now. Because look, in that game against the Kansas City Chiefs, look, going into Arrowhead in January, that environment, a championship game is no easy task. That is supposed to be the equivalent of playing, you know, at Gillette Stadium or the Frozen Tundra, just from a fan standpoint, not necessarily a weather standpoint, because it was it was nice weather. It was in the 40s. But the, the energy is just crazy. And to go in there and to be able to put up 250 yards, two touchdowns, and then he rushed five yards. He rushed 25 yards and got a win. I mean, absolutely an incredible performance from a guy from a team that a lot of people counted out did not have them on their radar they said they were going into the the Kansas City Chiefs territory and it was going to be a wrap for them and he proved everybody wrong and then on top of that I find out that my guy Joey B is a kid cutty stand like your girl I'm <laughs> win the Super Bowl Joey go win yeah. the chip win the whole thing I'm rooting for you his swag, his swag is crazy. You know, I, I really oh, never, I never really paid that much attention to it until like I realized even in college, like his swag, he had the swagger of somebody that played in the NFL or somebody that's already um, established what he's established. But that's how winners are. You know, normally in sports, when people have that that type of people think it's an arrogant attitude, but it's an attitude of they know they put the work in. And as a as an athlete, just like you guys, we can respect that because he can have that swag because he's he knows he's he's put that work in so much to be successful. So keep up the great work. We're behind, I'm behind him as well. But I would love to see um, the Rams possibly win it. But if he wins it, I'm not mad either. The real because, you know, the real Tiger King. The yeah. real Tiger King is heading to the Super Bowl. But you know what? It's funny that you speak about, you know, the confidence and the arrogance that, you know, athletes yeah. have to have. I think the thing with Joe Burrow, yeah. though, is like the confidence is there, but it's yeah. not offensive. You know what I mean? No, no, it's no, like it's not, yeah. it's a swaggy confidence. Yeah. You don't you don't hear him speak and you're like, oh wow, this guy is an oh, asshole. He's a, he's a, yeah, like yeah. he <laughs> speaks and you're just but like, Yeah, talk that talk, Joey. Let yeah. them know who you yeah. are. Like when he, you know, in the press conference, they asked him if the diamonds and his chain was real. He said, I make too right. much money to have a fake chain. I wasn't, right. I wasn't offended right. by that. I was like, you're swaggy as hell. Or when he did the, the Instagram caption and he said, Cartier glasses, I won't even mm -hmm. peek at you. I, I was said, just Yo, about to bring that you're up. fly. I'm not offended mm -hmm. by any. I love the energy. I want more of it. I need more mm -hmm. of it. Mm -hmm. you, you know, what's funny is, but before... Joe Burrow got to Cincinnati. That was kind of a franchise that needed to be revived in many respects. Mm -hmm. And and now look at what he's done. You know, I, I know some some diehard Bengals fans that were 
even trying to rock them through through like the low the the lows of the lows and, and now they, he's got them having all the confidence in the world I'm mm-hmm. like can we get a Joe Burrow for, mm-hmm. for the New York Jets you know what I'm saying like what else do we have to add in a Zach Wilson trade to bring back Joe Burrow tweet or something Talking no, about, I don't, you got, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't tweeted know that, but I know when they happen. We the, I, listen, these. Cincinnati. I will send. We'll give you Zach Wilson. We'll give you three different pizza restaurants. Three he different pizza spots. We'll give you oxtail spots. Pizza. You know what I'm saying? We'll give you all. You're different ignoring the types fact that they would have to exist we'll in New Jersey. Nobody wants to go there. Nobody. Nobody listen, wants to go to we, Jersey. We'll make it happen. I, I don't care. You know what I'm saying? Bring Joe Burrow to the New York Jets. Bye, Zach Wilson. You can, you got to go. It's an important thing to note that, I mean, this is a guy coming off of an ACL injury. And right. he's going to the Super Bowl. Like, can you talk about the turnaround? And not only the turnaround, he's coming off of an ACL injury with an offensive line that has not gotten any better. It's not like the offensive line is drastically better than it was when he got injured. It's pretty much the same. He has more offensive weapons, obviously, but the line to protect him is still not there. And he's been able to just pull out this amazing season. And now he's going to the promised land, the ultimate game. That's not to say that the Bengals should get comfortable. Get my man some help. Get him some protection. But I mean, this is just a testament of a special player. And Kevin Durant said it best on his podcast. He thinks that when it's all said and done, Joey B is going to bring a couple back to Cincy. And I think mm. I'm, I'm here with him. And I actually think that that starts this upcoming Super Bowl. But, you oh, know. Oh, oh, oh. oh, there it is. There it is, Chris. What you talking about? Let me call. Let me call Vegas right now. What what they gonna win by? What they winning by? Ash. (laughs) I'm I'm gonna say this. I think it's gonna be obviously a really close game. Okay. Um, Okay. I don't think home field advantage is gonna play a part. I don't think the Rams have like. I don't think LA is a football town like that. I think we've seen that in many games and many situations. It's hard to bet against what the Bengals are doing in the momentum. I'm going with the Bengals to win this game. Okay. By a field goal. Let's go. I, I love she it. Said, I hey, can't wait for And listen, if you I, get this down to, to the this. T right now, we need to put a pot together, all of us, and put some money in and let her start making these bets. Because goodness <laughs> gracious, like, this is getting I'm, scary if she gets I'm this glad that she. I'm glad she said this because I, I don't think they're going to win and I need oh. Ash to take an L. Oh, so, man. Yeah, you, nah, you, I'm, she's I'm, been beating I'm you every time. Whichever way Ash goes, I'm going the other way. Christian, if they get if they win it and they win it by a field goal, you in trouble. Oh my gosh. <laughs> if they win it by a field goal, I will, Bro, you I will gotta... change my profile picture to your to your face. <laughs> oh my God. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. <laughs> oh man. All right, y'all. That is a wrap for this episode of Certified Buckets. And what a dope episode it was. How you guys feeling? I mean, we had Purple City Bird Gang, Jim Jones in the building. Man. Like, come it's on. Crazy. He's a legend. Living legend. legend. Look, look, look at what we do. Look at the we done interview Rick Ross. We got Jim Jones up in the spot. Who's next? We need Drake. We're we drinking. Drake. We, we need, need Drake. Drake and we that's, need a host. That's a lethal move. He got to gotta host, put that call in. We, lethal <laughs> we got to host the Drake and Ho versus on certified buckets. That would be crazy. I know we can make that happen. Now, yo, that I got to tell you, as a as a New York girl, the fact that I got to interview Jim Jones definitely got to cross that off my bucket list. I just need to get right. Cameron next. I need all right. the dip set. I'm going to hit the locks right. next. It was right. Jay-Z, <laughs> Fab, Nas. I need all of them. Give me all right. of them. No, wait, hold on. I, I lied. The next person we interview got to be Future. You know? 
what I'm saying? Mm. We got to have Future up on the set. Mm. I got some I got some toxic questions I got to ask that man. I know he got all the answers. I'm sure you do. If I'm on a vacation, how do I handle this? <laughs> Facts. You're going to be like, here's, here's my manuscript, brother. I'm sure he, <laughs> I'm sure he does have some toxic questions. I'm in Christian's close friends, so I know things. Oh, 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 oh yo, chill. <laughs> this is a family show. This is a family uh, show. You I know exactly what you're talking about, too. And <laughs> on that note. <laughs> and on that note, if you guys like what you're hearing, and hopefully you do, make sure you do yourself a favor and hit that subscribe button, rate five stars, and drop a review if you're listening on Apple. And don't forget to shoot your shot on social media at Certified Buckets. No vowels in the word buckets. And we are on all social media platforms. We want to hear from you. And if you come correct, you might just hear your comments on our next show. But until next week, fellas, we are out. Peace. 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 Love chicken grease.